You're listening to the JC Non-League Podcast. Welcome to episode 140. Uh, joining me on today's show are Concord Rangers manager Danny Scopes, um, who is actually guest number 75 on the original JC podcast. And we've also got Bowers manager Rob Small, who was guest number four uh, right back in those early days uh, when we were getting it off the ground. Um, we just had a quick chat off air, gents, but good morning. How, how are you both this morning? Yeah, morning, James. Yeah, very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. I was just saying, just still work. Feels like I'm crawling out of Christmas and trying to get going in uh, in January, to be honest with you. But um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 obviously, I said on Twitter yesterday we'd we'd have um we'd have a brief chat about uh, first of all about your your results uh, yesterday. Um, let's start with you, Rob. If you don't mind, uh, it was a one nil win for Bowers and Pitsy over Corinthian Casuals. Uh, I've got Bradley Warner down as the scorer of the only goal of the game. Looks like on the stroke of half time. Um, good game, Rob. Good, good, good performance, and, and obviously pleased with the result in any event. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good old fashioned non-league scrap yesterday between two teams that desperately wanted the point. Uh, the pitch wasn't conducive to the most free-flowing of football, so it probably wasn't a spectacle, you know, for the purists. Mm. But for those that that uh, that enjoy, you know, the old, the old-fashioned non-league tackles and end-to-end football, uh, it probably ticked those boxes. And delighted that that we showed um, character, resilience, uh, you know, and and those basic requirements to to grind out three points. Mm. It's interesting you say that about the the pitch and the style of game. Obviously, everybody knows the um, the three G down there at Len Salmon now. And when I've spoken to to clubs, people from clubs with with three G in previous years, they always say it can be, you know, the double edged sword. You get used to playing on your surface, and then you go away and play on grass, and it's slightly different. How have you found that kind of on the road? I suppose going back to to playing on on pitches that aren't going to be, you know, uh, kind of in quite sort of immaculate sort of playing surfaces. Well, we've never been, we've never got sucked into the hype around having a 3G pitch and the somewhat or seeming necessity to play everything out from the back and, mm. you know, retain possession of the ball for, for extended periods. You know, we've always been, you know, a relatively pragmatic team that, you know, is comfortable playing from back to front yeah. early, uh, is happy to you know, get the ball wide and get them, you know, be quite direct. So, you know, we've never suffered transitioning from our pitch to, to, um, to you know, a, a trickier surface. In fact, I've got to say, it's probably serving us better this season mm. um, because, you know, when we're playing at home and the pitch is perfect and we're playing the calibre of opponents yeah. that we're playing, um, you know, they're enjoying coming to our ground. So, you know, when we're going away and, and having to roll our sleeves up, we've we've uh, we've earned promotions doing that. So mm. that's uh, that's not too much of an issue for us. Mm. And now talking of your ground and coming there, if I've read this right, these guys are coming to you um, Tuesday evening for the immediate reverse fixture. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. The uh, the original game was scheduled and, and clashed with an FA Cup tie. The uh, the repeat or the or the rescheduled game. Um, there was a floodlight issue, so 
uh, owing to league rules with regards to getting the game played within a certain amount of days of the backlog we already had. Right. Uh, there was no, there's no other free Tuesday apart from this one, which is frustrating. Yeah. Do you think they'll have any bearing the old uh, <laughs> turn around in three days playing them, or expecting a similar sort of game? You know, how do you think they'll play out? Uh, well, I mean, obviously it's on our surface, so you know it will it will mean it will be easier for both teams to get the ball down. Um, it's a Tuesday night, so I, I do think Tuesday night games are different to, to Saturdays. Yeah. But you know, it's no different really to when the Conference South teams play each other on Boxing Day and New Year's Day, and it's just a quick turnaround. Mm. So I'm not I'm not too stressed about it. It's it's not ideal. Uh, it's certainly. It's certainly um, more relaxing, uh, given the fact that we got three points yesterday. Mm. Uh, means that Tuesday is a bit of a a bit of a free hit. Yeah. So, you know, that's you know that probably takes a little bit of the edge off uh, the nature of of playing them so quickly again. Yeah, absolutely. Now I saw the um, the publicity surrounding your it was your three hundredth game there at Bowers recently. Um, you're never going to buy a uh, drink in the area again. I saw, which is uh, <laughs> which is always a nice pat on the back. But well, it, there's a funny there's a funny story behind that because um, when we were when we were uh, on our FA bars run uh, a few years ago, um, we I said to the players. You know, I think it was ahead of the quarterfinal. I said, if you get to the semi-final, mm-hmm. you never have to buy a drink in Pitsy again. Right. Um, you know, and players in that and players in that era uh, still send that quote to me. Yeah. Um, now and again, so it was a little bit of a private joke. I see. Uh, especially as come presentation night, they all had to buy their own drinks all night. Right. So I see. That was uh, <laughs> that was um, a. Uh, a bit of a bit of a running joke between us all. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, three hundred games. He's, he's halfway towards your Concord total, isn't he, uh, Scopesy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not far off. Yeah. What are you up to, mate? Right. You know, you know these numbers. Come on, mate. how many how many games no, how many don't. games players uh, and management team and all that kind of stuff if you are out affiliated with Concord? Just ballpark. What, what, what is it nowadays? No, well, I did I did five seasons as. As, as manager, mm. a season and a half before that, as a as a player, yeah. um, before that I, I wouldn't have a figure. Mm. That's not my game, them figures. So mm. um, working things like that out, you know, it's every game as it come, and you've got to try and enjoy every game. You know, I think, and uh, yeah. Rob would say the same. Every game's different. Um, you know, just keep going, don't you? You have to just be resilient as non-league people and non-league managers. Um, and the games come thick and fast. You just got to. Just got to keep going with them and 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 working with them and and seeing how far you can take it mm. each week and each season really. So I'm sure some stat out there will have I a, think have a top as well. If you let me interject, yeah. Yeah. go on. Yeah, sorry, James. Oh, I was just going to say, all the games that Dan's managed Concord, he owes everything to me because yeah. I kept a clean sheet for him in a 13-0 win against Beaumont Athletic. Pivotal. It was, was no doubt. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> crucial to secure promotion that season. Quite right, that God, was vital. That was. Uh, tell tell, tell, didn't it, tell me about Rob as a keeper. What 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 were his abilities? Was was, was he cat like? Was he shot stopper? Commanding his box? Come on, tell don't me. play him on the spot. He's gonna have to be polite. <laughs> okay, yeah, he um, yeah, he knew, he was he was he was good. Rob, he, he was good for when we had him. He was, he was good within the dressing room when we had him. He didn't play lots of games. He came in as a, a second keeper, which is. is Never easy. He sort of knew that when he mm. come in, but 
he never moaned about it. But even then, back then, in them days when we were a bit younger, Rob was Rob, Rob was really informative, really, really possibly clever, new new non-league football. Yeah. And he was an asset to me, me and Dan back in them days. Yeah. He'd know everything about the opposition. He'd know everything about other players within the, within the area. So he, he was an asset back then, and you could tell that he would go on and be a be a manager mm. uh, and, a, and a good manager. So. Um, we'll leave as a goalkeeper we'll just leave that there I think so yeah <laughs> to be fair I, I think you had a you had a slightly yeah. suspect centre half probably playing in front of you didn't you so let's uh, you know it could never have been easy when you were keeping goal back then yeah. I'd hope I could get in the team I don't think so <laughs> I think, uh, yeah me and Daddy can't I've got a couple of times we'll, we'll 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 play in my groin as well from a couple of times yeah. I played against him right. yeah. and he's been back that sounds about right yeah I, I, I yeah, I hate goalkeepers with a passion, apart from my own one at the moment. But, yeah, I've never been a fan of goalkeepers, and I think I've seen you leave. A, I think I've seen you leave a bit on a few uh, goalkeepers, yeah, just, Dan. Yeah, yeah. But, I just uh, think they're I just think they're overprotected and and overlooked after, and I, I don't agree with that. So I think it should be an equal an equal on the pitch. But that's an equal a bit of games changed now since. The, the yeah, equal smashing but, policy. Yeah, definitely. Well, they don't mind keeping no, people yeah, out. Rob, yeah, Rob was Rob was good for us, and you know, and, and, and never go un, unforgotten what he, the part he played in that in that memorable season that sort of almost started the journey. And yeah. Rob had memories back then, and, and and Rob was part of that, and that would never be forgotten. No, definitely. Well, listen, talking of your fifteen hundred games for Concord or whatever it is nowadays, let's talk about yeah. the most recent one. It was a uh, two yeah. two one uh, home defeat to. Uh, obviously, uh, aside with promotion credentials, Weymouth uh, were in town yesterday. Um, story of the game, mate. Uh, was it about right or one of them another day where you could have nicked a point? What, you know, what was the story there? Yeah, I, um, I probably don't think we maybe done enough for me to outright stand here and say we should have won the game. Hmm. Um, I still, I still feel we should have got something from the game. You look at chances. Uh, positions we created and ball entries, uh, box entries that, that we made within the game, and some a bit late on when chasing. I felt we probably deserved something, and um, I said to the boys afterwards, the fact I'm absolutely sort of gutted and, and frustrated we haven't got something from the game. Probably, probably a credit to them and shows how far we've come this season from the start of the season as, as a group. So that you know, we took that as a positive from it, but. Mm. The game started, but they started quite quick. They played quite an attacking, um, especially away from home, a 3-4-3 three, three formation. Um, we spoke about it before, but just was lacked a little bit of bravery in the uh, first 10, 15 minutes of the game to actually you know, implement our style on them. But once we started to do that, we sort of got on top and I thought we were all, uh, good for our money in the first half. We got in some good areas, mm. uh, good positions, and we probably just lacked that final ball and Probably didn't make the goalie make some saves, blazed a couple over the bar, got to the byline a few times and just let that little bit of quality around there. Um, they had a couple of chances. It was pretty open. It was pretty end-to-end in that first half. Um, for a spectator, it's probably quite a good game. Um, it was, yeah, both teams quite tacky and quite brave, just going at it and disappointed with the goal that we conceded. I think, defensively, that's not a goal that should be conceded at this level. Don't see many of them going like that. So it was disappointed and just made it a little bit harder for ourselves. Yeah. We jigged it second half, come out and scored after nine minutes, which was great. And then Cardinals in, the same as last week, we conceded after, I think it was about a minute and a half, they went up the other end and scored oh. to make it 2-1. So, yeah. 
did that last week against Bath as well. So yeah, uh, switch off was it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I mean, obviously, this league game comes, you know, right in the middle of, of rather a big distraction. Obviously, this um, mm. this Bath FA Trophy tie. Um, obviously, I've got like a couple of words on whatever it was that happened when you guys made the made the slap down there um, for the postponement. Um, was it look? It had, Reminiscence of I remember a trip to Mansfield that uh, kind of uh, yeah. had a bit of an air of that yeah. to me. Too. But I don't know what what, yeah. what what was your take on it? Was it just one of those things? Was it was it really frustrating? Obviously, it was frustrating. But you know, what was yeah. your take on it anyway? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. Um, you know, and I, I can see their point of view and see our point of view. And we asked for an early pitch inspection that was unavailable because they couldn't get a rest to the area uh, to do that. But uh, at that time the pitch was probably playable and the secretary's probably made the decision that yeah it should be okay um, in fairness to them there was torrential rain uh, between sort of five and um, quarter six before we arrived uh, which was really 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 heavy you know we were on the bus and we could see that as we were coming in I think that's probably what killed it I think it was touch and go and then that's obviously come down and, and killed it um, it is what it is we have to we had to deal with it I, I was super proud of our boys because, you know, in them situations, got them giving up a bit of time, yeah. day, rearranged their day, taking holidays and stuff. But their, their attitude, we were changed. You know, we, we, we were ready to go, literally going out for the warm-up um, when the referee finally called it off. And I can honestly say the boys were switched on and focused and, and ready to play the game right until that very minute. And obviously that was a disappointment when that decision made. But... Um, their attitude was excellent and we just got on with it we dealt with it and there weren't no moaning there weren't no groaning there no whingers um, we just got ourselves back on the bus and um, via McDonald's and, and made our way home and I'm really proud of the boys for that did you get the Mackie D's in mate was it, was it all on you yeah we did yeah we did, yeah. Well, yeah, some couple. <laughs> quite yeah. right. Not doing that well. No, it's um, quite right. But, but um, is this? Yeah, is this, yeah it was it's, frustrating. But yeah, is this Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it, is this Tuesday, yeah. right? J- January the twenty-first. For anybody uh, who, who yeah. needs to know when it's coming up, and it's it's meant it's this county cup quarterfinal challenge has been kicked about uh, again. Yeah, I, mm. I, you know, it's a nice little game in itself. Again, we talk, you know. Not doing too badly in the league. We're talking about a trophy here. Then you've got this this uh, last day of the uh, the county cup. Where does uh, Essex Senior Cup kind of rank in the in the importance for for you guys this season, Dan? Yeah, yeah, it's right up there. You know, we've got mm. good history in that. Yeah. Previous managers and over the years, and even when when I was uh, back managing, yeah, yeah, I think it's an important competition. I think if you if you're realistic and look at the competitions we're in, it's probably the one that you stand a chance of getting to a, an Essex Cup. Um, you stand a good chance of getting to a final if the draw is quite kind to you and someone of that stature as Conquer Rangers uh, in it should should try and do well in it and yeah. Yeah, it's a big game for us I think and you know I think yeah. it's a big, big week for us in our season we're sort of trying to create a story and a journey this season and, and trying to go further in FA Trophy and trying to go further in Essex Senior Cup and then do well in the league is the challenges we're in and we want to be competitive right up towards the end of the season so an Essex Senior Cup semi-final if you can get past a tough Chelmsford side um, would be something to look forward to and it, and it keeps that story and it keeps that journey going mm, Absolutely Okay James let me say a couple of words about my sponsor as I need to do uh, in the middle of each show it's um, as always the podcast has always been sponsored by uh, Sports Equipment uh, Equipment? 
the teeth back in. This podcast is sponsored by Sports Equipment and Kit Retailer, Pro Kit UK. Uh, they're the company which put their money where their mouths are when it comes to backing independent and professional journalism like mine, as well as plenty of grassroots football projects and clubs. As always, you can check out their full range at prokituk.com. Um, now, I always try and pick a couple of games to watch uh, in the coming week, and unless there's been any cancellations, as I understand it, the there are two Essex County uh, Cup quarterfinals this Tuesday evening, which is January 21st. We've got um, Billericay Town hosting Grays Athletic and Wolfham Abbey hosting the uh, Isthmian North leaders, Malden and Tiptree. Although they did uh, suffer their first defeat on the weekend to um, to inform Tilbury. Um, I think we, well, I had a good County Cup uh, discussion the other week. Um, I think it was with James Wright, actually, Dan, when, when, uh, when he was on. We were talking about this. Yeah. I mean... Uh, Again, you know, obviously, you know, I think Concord are in a very sort of strong position to to be considered, um, you know, one of the one of the big favourites of that competition. But who else do you think are sort of dangerous punchers or left in it? You know, who are, who are the team to 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 beat? I suppose. Yeah, well, you've got obviously Derek here. You know, they seem to have turned the corner in their previous results and got a good draw yesterday, uh, or a draw, an eventful draw at Dorking, and had a good four points over the last couple of games before that. Um, so they, they've got to be up there obviously with the squad they've got and the resources they've still got they should be up there as well so um, Chelmsford are hitting a bit of form as well now so you've got to have them up there and then if you look below that then Molden and Tiptree I know they lost mm. yesterday but you know they've got they've got a big, strong squad there um, you know having a successful season I think you look at their FA Cup run um, shows they can mix it against good sides and sides even at higher divisions and are in this competition so you've got to think they're going to be one of the, one of the favourites as well but yeah. the, the thing with the competition you can never really sort of look at Billy Ricky grade but you don't know what Billy Ricky is going to do whether they will mix it up a little bit whether they give players from the squad a game so grade probably would look to go full strength and, and have a go so that sometimes can affect the results mm. and midweek games if people don't take it quite so seriously then you, you know you stand to get a chance to turn over and um, lower league sides have proven over the years that they do get to the final, don't they? So it's, yeah. um, you have to see that. So I, I think anybody anybody stands a good chance, but probably if, you, if you're looking, I think Chelsea Chel- will be up there, and then as an underdog, maybe Molden and Tipley. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Level think, side. Yeah, I think cool. I went for the Jammers the other week as a spice dark horse, but mm. um, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, got a cup pedigree, but um, Rob, with regards to uh, to Bowers, um, I, I, yeah, I messaged you the other day just to say, uh, really, really nice to see the the kind of you know more consistent results coming in. Um, you know, again, it's it's not been you know sort of steamroller in it. There, there've been sort of defeats mixed in, and, and you know, but certainly a, a lot more sort of solid stuff. Um, you know, how have you found kind of Ismian Premier, and you know, what what are your hopes and aspirations sort of uh, for the uh, for the running uh, this season? Uh, we found it tough. I think it was probably a bit tougher than we were expecting coming into this season with you know the momentum of of last season and a formula that had worked really well for us. And I just felt as the as the games and weeks went by, that formula. Um, that we were sticking to wasn't quite cutting it. We were having to really operate at full tilt for you know the whole game, which is incredibly difficult to maintain. And um, we were just ever so 
ever so marginally short in in a number of games. Um, of course, you know I don't like to actually talk about it too much, but you know the disappointment of missing out on the first round of the FA Cup was, mm. you know, was a bitter blow. You know, not just for me, but for the players, for the club, for the supporters. I mean, everyone was was very deflated on the back of that, and you know, then a couple of bad results in the league followed, and then suddenly, you know, you're looking at not a crisis, but certainly, you know, certainly a, a confidence issue um, that that was a sort of a new challenge for us to try to overcome. So, you know, we had to uh, we had to get back to basics. We had to, you know, evolve evolve the team and evolve the plan um, you know which we're which we're slowly but surely seeing come to fruition on the pitch mm. and as with anything when you get that first result uh, just gives everyone um, you know a bit of a bit of um, a weight off the shoulders and um, you know a bit of belief that, that we are good enough to compete at this division so oh. You know, there was probably a bit of a realisation among us that we're used to winning three games out of four, you know, up to four games out of four mm. um, at a time. And um, I think one of the biggest turning points was, was sort of accepting the realisation that that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Um, and we shouldn't get we shouldn't get too beat up when uh, when we do get beat. So we've done a lot. We've done a much better job of you know managing our own expectations internally. Um, recovering from uh, from bad moments, and um, you know, just sort of getting back to uh, getting back to work the following game. So we're showing um, a little bit more consistency, uh, a little bit more character, and you know, everything that we're working on on the training pitch. You know, we're slowly seeing the green shoots of that. You know, in in games. So mm. you know, we will. You know, we will look to have a consistent group of players for the rest of the season, and you know, and the message has been and will continue to be that we're looking to build the bigger and better things you know the following season and the following season and, and our belief has always been that we won't do that if we get to the summer and have to go and sign eight players yeah. it's always been a case of you know uh, just constantly repeating you know the same messages same uh, training um, schedules um, you know just to really harness harness the skills that we think will, will make us more competitive in this division yeah um, look I, I, I've followed you closely enough to know that it's although it's looked like relentless success there have been a few kind of twists and turns in the road you know I remember uh, sort of epic battles towards the top of the obviously Essex Senior League for, for you and, and various other kind of moments of, of sort of testing your mettle but would you say, like the you know this recent period this season has been the sort of toughest in your kind of managerial uh, sort of career so far, Rob? Yeah, I, I would I would say so. I, I think I think our situation this season became really unique in the sense that you know we went you know on an FA Cup run that was the furthest the club had ever been to. Um, you know, only to to fall short at the last hurdle and and come under fire a little bit and, and face that disappointment. Not to mention the fact that you know our opponents went on to get a bye for the second round. They were national news. You know, we were you know as they were as they were being given a bye for the next round of the FA Cup. We were playing an in-house friendly against their under twenty-three. So yeah. you know, if there was ever a, a sort of moment where you felt very grounded, it was that. So yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's testament to everyone. 
you know, at the club, players, staff, supporters that, you know, we've we've stuck together and, you know, and sort of turned the corner because, you know, I do think that it would have been very easy, you know, at that moment for towels to be thrown in. So, um, you know, it's a real interesting test uh, for us um, this season. And uh, I've got to say, this is going to sound crazy to everyone, but I'm enjoying this season more than I enjoyed last season. Yeah. And last season we won, you know, most weeks. Mm. Um, you know, we romped home to a league title. Um, but I found last season to just be, to just be like work. You know, once we got ourselves in a great position, um, you know, it was more about what we had to lose than what we had to gain. Yeah. And we had to get the job done. And there was, you know, pressure every game. We were everyone's cup final. Um, you know, the, the closer you get, you know, the bigger the disaster is if you blow it. Mm. Um, whereas this season, um, you know, we're back in our comfort zone. We're an underdog. Um, we've always liked being in that in that uh, in that situation. And um, you know, it's a lot more it's a lot more enjoyable. You know, coming up against you know bigger clubs better supported clubs, bigger budgets, um, you know, and trying to find new ways to win football matches. So I just think it's so it's so crucial to, to all of our development as as management, coaches, uh, players, you know, just to have these have these new challenges to uh you know keep you keep you hungry and mm. keep you learning and I know that the players are starting to enjoy themselves more now. You know, and like I say, it would have been very easy for a lot of our players to throw the towel in go and pick up, you know, more money in the division below because, you know, they're champions and, and they're desirable, yeah. you know, signing to anyone in the division below. Um, you know, but they've remained committed to, to establishing themselves in this division. So I'm really proud of, of where we are now. And I actually sent a message into our staff group chat this morning to say I never thought I would be so pleased to see us climb to 15. Yeah. Um, I don't remember ever really being as low in the table as we've been this season. So, yeah, sure. yeah we, we moved up a couple of places yesterday, which I think is the first time we've been out of the bottom six since it's probably September. Right. Um, so that feels like a that feels like a big uh, big psychological boost to us all. Nice, no, good to see, Dan. In terms of um, managerial journeys, um, you know, you, you obviously people know historically, you know. Uh, the joint success with Danny Cowley and, and your kind of pedigree from before. You know, you, you had a break. I know you certainly kept you more than your eye in with coaching. So I know you've never been a million miles away. You've come back, you're in charge of a, of a step two side now and a, and a very competitive one as well. But you as an individual, mate, how do you think you've kind of evolved as a manager? How, how have you kind of uh, sort of tweaked your approach? And, you know, yeah, where are you at with that now? Yeah, definitely. Just just picking up on what Rob said as well. I think he's got to think, remember there, or other people have got to remember. He's he's dealt with the you know the club developing as well, not only the team on the pitch yeah. and moving up the league. The infrastructure of that football club at Bowers. You look at Bowers now to what they were there, and I've seen that firsthand yeah. with Concord. It's moving very Concord, very team. reminiscent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, credit to Rob because off the pitch there's a lot going on as well, and that they've got to catch up, and you've almost got to build an infrastructure as much as you've got to build a team. And we've said this um, before, haven't we? Sometimes the team success can outstrip yeah. the kind of infrastructure and everything that comes around yeah. it, and it drags that along with it almost, doesn't it? Definitely. So yeah, so the achievement they've done and where they are in that league, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people 
dance, you know, is success and takes time as well. So that that's just as important as your results on the pitch, really. And you can't you can do so much on the pitch, but you need the backup of the people behind you to sort of try and force you and push you through and 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 following suit. And so I think that's credit to Rob as well because people don't see that side of it, and you've got to deal with that as well. You know, mm. he's probably had to deal with that firsthand of dragging people along with him as as much as he has done his team. So that's that's credit to him. But yeah. um, for myself, yeah. You know, I am I, um, I manager with Danny Cowley and we all know how successful Danny Cowley's been and, and what he offered and we could all see me me first hand and others that ever played for him or, or were around him and see what he had and you know, that a great hunger and a great desire to do well and uh, and that's proven to the level that he's got to now. And I always felt to myself and it's been totally honest and not afraid to say it that I needed to come back on my own. I probably needed to come back as an as a number one to to prove to myself that, that I could do it, that I, you know, I was I was capable of being a manager because, you know, Dan was very, very front foot, very determined and I'm not going to lie, he probably dragged me along with him at times at, at the start because me coming out of playing to be a manager probably wasn't at the level that he was at and what he, he wanted to do and what he could do. So I'm not afraid to say that and I supported Dan and hopefully he'd, he'd say the same about me being there for him. But I always felt that my... I needed to come back. Really, it was a bit of an unfinished business. That I needed to come back as a number one and and prove to myself and and to the football club that I I could have a go at it. Obviously, I've come back as a number one with a with a new team and a new squad with lots of changes um, in the national south. Not coming back as a first time manager in the national in the uh, Essex Senior League. Yeah, so sure. it's a big challenge. Obviously, it was a big chart. You know, when I was asked to do it, I, I jumped at the opportunity. Uh, and the main reason was because I wanted to prove to myself really that, that I can do it and uh, I haven't done anything yet we, you know, we're doing okay but you know, you're know, you judged at the outcome at the end not not in the middle of the process of where we're at so I've got a long way to go and nice to get the pat on the back at times and people say oh, you're doing well but you know, we've only played 25 games and we've got a long way to go this season so you know I'll be judged at the end of it and hopefully if we carry on the way we've done the way we are and moving forward it you know it can be classed as a success and yeah. as progression but for me personally I, you know I'm a much more I'm a different person now probably than I was when I was managing before and you know you have to learn to manage your emotions I think Rob touched on it you're not you're not going to win every game you have to have this almost never too high never too low um, attitude to it um, just to take the emotions away from it at a time and look at the bigger picture. Are you telling me you're a bit of a calmer figure now on the touchline? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. a bit more. Yeah, I'm not going to say intelligent because I don't think that's a word. <laughs> then two words have gone together with me, but no, I'm not. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm a bit calmer. I think I'm a bit more relaxed. I think that comes with age, doesn't it? Probably a bit more experienced, and well, I've stepped aside and watched it, and I've worked with worked last year with a group management group and learned a lot of what to do what works and what doesn't work I've watched it from the sideline at what works what doesn't work I've been a supporter um, for a period of time so I, I know what pleases them uh, which I think is important as a manager you've got to try and relate to them you've got to give them something back um, and I think we've done that this year that, that was the aim and you have to bring as a manager you have to bring everything together and as I said to Rob you have to bring the infrastructure together of the club you have to get the media team on your side you have to get the people that work there on your side you've got to get the players on your side you've got to get the supporters on your side and you've got to bring all that together and that's that's the challenges as a manager that uh, sometimes people don't see and 
they see the 11 or the squad you put out on a Saturday and the end result you know, people look, oh, Concord lost to Weymouth 2-1, but haven't seen what's gone on in the week or what's, yeah. what's been needed to do and that. So I think that's something I'm probably a bit more experienced coming back in, being a bit older, that, you know, I feel that I can handle a little bit more and I'm relishing the opportunity. And like I say, you have to have a good team around you. I've got, I've got a good management team. I've got people working with me that are doing it for nothing, um, giving up their hard-earned time uh, to support and help me with analysis and watching games, scouting, um, recruitment, you know, you know, people doing it for, doing it for nothing, you know, giving up their time because they want to help the football club and, and people will never go unforgotten in, in, in my memory and that. And they're important. So I think that's part of, as you get to, into the management, you need people with you, you need that support. It's a, it's a lonely place if you try and do it all on your own and you need other people and people that may be better, you have to accept people might be better than you at certain stuff. And you have to let them grow and you have to let them be part of it. So I think that's something early on with me and Dan, we just did it all ourselves. It mm. was just me and Dan and we're going to do it and we yeah. wouldn't share it at all. But yeah. I think that's probably changed a bit now in the process and thought process that you have to share it around. You need some support. Yeah. You, need, you need people to help you. And Especially at the level of football. I think that's what you're saying. I mean, the Essex Senior League mm. adventure fairy tale kicking off, that, that's fine. It, you can become the you know the butcher, the baker and, and doing everything. But once you yeah. get to that kind of level, yeah. like you say, and, and it kind of, you know, the the travel and the scouting, all the rest of it, you do need the you do need to delegate, don't you? That's the thing. You need to become that, that yeah. manager of, of a club overall sort of thing. Yeah, well, everyone's doing it, and it's you know you've got to drag your club along with everyone else if you want to if you want to keep with them, and they're the different the small margins that might make the difference. And I'd say we'll work as well. We've got full time jobs, you know, all my management team have got full time jobs, and some of my players. Um, so you know you need all the help you can get, and I think I think people see that. And I'm happy to lead it. I'm happy to be called the manager, but it's a it's a team. It's a it's a group, it's a club that's, you know, that, that's the main thing really and, you know, my name's at the top but everybody has to be part of it and everyone has to pull their weight and uh, and help if you're going to be successful and you're going to compete. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I've made no secret this week that this show will um, be the last in terms of this format, the kind of multi-guest and, and the way I sort of approach it in that way. So, I mean, first of all, I want to thank anybody who's been a regular listener uh, and or contributor to the show. It was always very much appreciated. Um, as I've said, you know, my general non-league coverage may or may not continue. Um, and if it does, it's much more likely to be in the more written format, um, you know, kind of uh, short reports and, and the like. Um, yeah, I've got a meeting with my sponsor, ProKit, next week, and we'll sort of plot how plot out how it all might move forward uh, then. Um, that said, I mean, I'll obviously keep the Twitter account. You can always tweet me at the JC Pod. You can, as always, you can email me at jcnonleague at gmail.com if you've got any views on anything the guys have said in today's show or, or any um, previous shows. Um, but kind of, yeah, I mean, I'm speaking to, to uh, you know, some of my contemporaries here, really. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the kind of uh, non-league game, there's still a lot of good in it, but there's a lot in it that not necessarily is, is not necessarily for me anymore. You know, I feel the game's moved on. You know, by, def- by definition, a lot of the players are, are considerably younger than me, a different generation, and I can't always relate to them. So it's it's kind of moved on, really. I wonder if you guys sort of feel feel the same, that, you know, it, it has sort of changed so drastically uh, from, from kind of the yesteryears that we've been discussing today. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that, James. It's... Uh... 
you know, I do think it's a generation thing. I think social media's played played a huge part um, in that. Um, and just, I guess, I guess, you know, uh, just a, a little bit of a lack of direction at times. Um, you know, the introduction of agents as well. At, you know, step four seems seems more more prominent. So, like you say, it's um, it's, a, it's it's definitely an evolving beast. Mm. And not one that you always like to see. I think my biggest my biggest bugbear is uh, when you uh, scroll through the Twitter on a Saturday evening and, and you see someone to say, you know, not the result we wanted, um, but happy to score. You know, and they've been beat 6-1. Yeah. You just think, that's just crazy for me. Yeah. That's just absolutely crazy. I just think there's no there's no place in football for anything apart from winning. No. And, uh, you know, I don't, score, I don't care if you score five goals. If you've, if you've lost 6-5, you know, just, just go home and yeah. sort of bite your lip. It's like a microscope, isn't it? I think that that social media thing, and it and it kind of just and it highlights. Obviously, it's really good at highlighting all the good things and the positive things. But equally, if there's a few kind of cracks in the plastic, it will sort of show them up as well, won't it? And it kind of, it's a new yeah. world, isn't it? It's a, it's just a new world. I mean, Dan, you, it's you've like me, you've seen it come in, grow, and kind of become mushroom into what it is. I mean, you know, what's your kind of take on on just social media, like Rob says, agents, everything else, everything, everything that goes with it, our local non-league game nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the way it's changed, and I, I totally agree with Rob. It's embarrassing seeing some of the things on there. I'm not afraid to say it. And you know, you, you could have four games at, um, at a level for a team, and then be you know be a wonderful player on social media, and you know raving about yourself and brilliant people. Don't have a career first. Go and be successful as yeah. best you possibly can be, and then then talk about it. Don't you know? Don't don't do it game by game. And you know, Twitter managers. You know, I, I try not to comment too much on Twitter, and because it can get uh, taken the wrong way, or, or or you know, people look at it and think, oh, you're looking at it through your Conkle glasses or your Bowers glasses. It's you know, and you do get a bit stuck in that way. So I try not to comment and focus and, and take the emotions away from it, and just try and do your own job and. I think that's something people can take take uh, credit for. I tell you what really bugs me is when you can listen to and I listen to one. I won't say names, but um, be controversial. But yeah, no, I will say names. Actually, I listened to Hemel interview after their game against Bath, and I listened right. to the Bath manager interview afterwards against their game. And they must they must have been at different games of football. They couldn't mm-hmm. have been playing. I had to go and check the fixtures and make sure they were playing each other because the views of both were so bias towards their own teams yeah. someone you can't one team dominated 80, 75 percent uh, 75 minutes of the game and the other team dominated 75 minutes of the game <laughs> and that's not that's just yeah, it's not adding it, up is it it's just comical and yeah. you know you, and I think when you do these interviews after games there's always emotions and you're yeah. looking at it thinking oh yeah no you've got this you're seeing things going through your head while you're being asked the questions and it's difficult but I think there's people I think everybody has to sometimes take a step back and well, people don't. We lost to Hampton two 0 the other week, and I watched them. Done my research on them. They come with a different game plan, and they and they stopped us playing. Yeah. Uh, they got in our faces. They outworked us. They they doubled up in areas they needed to double up in, and they put a real, real good away performance through, and deservedly won the game two 0 yeah. And you know, and I had to say that, and the amount of people that oh, we didn't play very well, but it wasn't a case of we didn't play very well. It was. It was a case of that uh, they done well. They done a job on us and they won that game and, yeah. and that's part of it and that's you have to accept that. And I can't 
can't stand like the social media side where people won't accept that. People are quick, oh, we were rubbish, we're not good enough, uh, we've let the fans down. It's not, not always that play. It might be a case of, well done, the opposition. They were they got their game plan right, they pulled about it, they've worked hard and, and they deserve the victory and, and we have to accept that. And I know Rob, I listen to Rob a lot when he talks and he does that. He's quite quickly to sort of undermine themselves and, and praise others, which I think is important. You've got to get the balance right and you've got to, yeah. you've got to praise yourself when it needs to. But there is a balance to it and, and I think social media doesn't always give that balance and it's giving people a platform to say stuff, but maybe they should think about it before they say it, so to speak. So, mm, no, interesting times. Yeah, I think that yeah. the... Um, yeah. yeah, go on, Ryan. I was just going to say that I think there's, that social media's it's played a really positive part in the non-league yeah, game as yeah, well. Agree, yeah, yeah. You know, it's given it's given players a platform. You know that, you know they, you know, especially when it comes to video footage, um, you know, to to help progress up the pyramid. And I guess you know, for managers as well. You know, I think, you know, when you're having success as a manager, and and there's a lot of positive things being written about you on social media, then that's obviously brilliant for your for your brand. I just think it also gives a it also gives a voice to idiots who who you know are quick to you know quick to you know, voice, you know, uh, things that, reactions, you know, perhaps yeah. are, yeah. yeah, they're less po- positive and less informed. Um, and I think, yeah. it's, you know, I think, it's, you know, I think people that, that know the game will be able to, you know, see the wood from the trees. But there's a good, um, there is a good side to it. You know, like I say, you know, I'm, I'm certainly extremely grateful for all of the posit- positive coverage we've got, you know, over the years. Um, it's, like you say, uh, like Dan says, it's just sometimes people, you know, need to engage, engage, um, you know, that that matter between their ears before taking to platforms, and you know, sometimes saying saying nothing is a lot uh, shows a lot more strength than saying something mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's not credible. Absolutely, yeah, and it brings me back to, to yeah, my original, yeah, my original point. I mean, with regards to me, it's very reminiscent uh, with regards to coverage and you know journalism and, and the kind of race to the bottom on our side as there is on the playing side, and that's something I'm quite uniquely placed to sort of talk about and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I won't dive into that too much. Then all I will say is that you know if every week I could have, and I'm not just you know me. If I didn't mean it, I wouldn't say. It, but if, if if every week I could have a couple of guys like you two guys. <laughs> reliable on the phone informed and we could have a conversation like this then then i'd probably kind of continue with the project because you know then it would be enjoyable for me it would be sort of straightforward um but it's not that it's, it's a different kind of arena out there now with, with lots of different agendas and yeah. lots of different approaches basically so um, yeah sorry james yeah. interrupt you i think for you credit to you because of what you've done for for non-league football and I don't class you in that social media issues or problems and you use it the right way and you do it on an, an intelligent basis with thought out process to it and questions and and asking the right questions for the topics that people want to listen to and I think that shows the longevity you've had in it whether it be a written form or a, a verbal form like this communication that I think what you've done for it is, is excellent and, and really positive and you can carry on doing that in some kind of way that suits yourself because again you're you're doing it on a, on a voluntary, giving up your time to do it as well. Um, anything you could do would still be brilliant. And I think mm. I think them sort of things, and I see these odd podcast things that other one people are doing and stuff, and non-league shows and that. And I think they're really good. I think they're really positives, and that's what we need. You know, we need that getting out there and 
get a mention on that is good and it's good for the profile of your football club. So yeah. I think they are needed. Uh, it's just got to be done in, in as as you do and uh, in an intelligent way and in, in a smart way and a thought out process. And, um, and that's what people want to listen to. And I feel the right people in, in non-league and the right supporters will, will appreciate them platforms really so yeah, just just credit to you really for what you've done over the years oh, I appreciate really that good. And hopefully you can you can carry on absolutely I appreciate it I think it's a good place to uh, to stop the show I like I like capping it there but uh, yeah, it only remains for me to obviously uh, yeah, thank you both for uh, for your time today and of course wish both of your teams good luck for the remainder of the season